This is the Lions Unchained podcast, where the shackles of your mind are broken. It's not for the faint-hearted, but the chosen few who've embraced the call to leadership, dare to venture where others will not, and believe in God's supernatural power. Join Carl Joseph now for a life-changing word. Get ready to be unleashed into your destiny. Welcome, friend, to part two of Finding God's Purpose for Your Life. And Pastor wasn't always a saint. He wasn't always an angel. There was a time when I liked my beer. I liked to socially drink and drink a few. But listen, friend, I was saved by God's grace on June 9th of 1999 and baptized in water and baptized with the Holy Spirit on the 27th of June 1999 under Pastor John Osteen's leadership at Lakewood Church in Houston and friend oh I've never been the same God took the desire for alcohol away from me I never wanted to do it again I'm so grateful for the blood of Jesus and what he's done in my life and the changes he's made in me as a person I'm a totally different person because the DNA of God has been infused inside of me by his word Join me now in session for part two of Finding God's Purpose for Your Life. It's drunkenness that's the sin. Don't want to get into that debate. But the point is, I said change the keg. She said, okay, we'll change the keg. I'd already like drained half the keg. She was not happy. Um, so she changed the keg, started pouring it again. I tell you right now, I couldn't drink this beer. It tastes rancid in my mouth. And that's when the Holy Spirit spoke to me at the bar. He said, you're not drinking this beer anymore. You're not going to have pleasure in it. I was like, whoa, okay. And it's true, friend. I had no desire for it anymore. I used to have desire for it. From the age of 18 to probably 27, I drank every Wednesday, sorry, every Wednesday, every, every, every weekend, every weekend. Saturday and, maybe Saturday and Sunday, maybe, but Friday night, Saturday night, it was get the beers in, all right? We did it right in Wales. If we were going to sin, we're going the whole way, man, and that's how it was. But the truth is, when the Spirit of God comes in us, it's like you can't go back to that old lifestyle. There's a tug going on. The word is pulling you this way. You want to go that way. The word is pulling you this way. And many people just get miserable. Being spirit-filled, in my opinion, is the answer to all of it. Because once you're spirit-filled and you have the joy of the Lord and you can pray in the spirit, oh man, it just breaks the shackles off. Amen? How many can relate to that? It's like a feeling of a new wine inside of you. Amen? Okay, some more theology here tonight. Do all things work together for good? Question mark. No, they don't. All things do not work together for good, okay? Let's read the passage. Romans 8, 26 through 28. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities, so we know not what we should pray for as we ought. So this is talking about prayer. That's what this passage is talking about, prayer. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Friend, when you pray in the Spirit with groanings that cannot be uttered with articulate speech, when you go into intercession and pray, okay, you're praying according to the will of God when you do that. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to whom are called according to His purpose. When we pray in the Spirit, we're praying the perfect will of God. And all things will work together for good, what we're praying about, okay? 
This is not my own hermeneutic. This is not my own exegesis. Andrew Womack believes the same thing. Kenneth Hagin believes the same thing. A whole bunch of other charismatic guys from the charismatic zoo believe the same interpretation as this. And friend, some people have taken this verse out of context so badly. Well, Sister Sue, you know, she died early in the car wreck. God must have needed another angel in heaven, amen? No, 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 okay? A family dying in a, in a car wreck is not God working all things together for good. That's called a traffic accident, okay, friends? So we've got to be real careful what we say to people, especially around death and things that have happened tragically, okay? Serious word there. The word and is a conjunction in grammar. It joins all these sentences together. It starts out talking about praying, and we don't know how we should pray about the situation, but the Spirit does, and, and, and. Okay, they're all connected. We know that from Luke 13 and Genesis 3, that there are still curses in the earth, right? We're redeemed from the curse of the law, which is poverty, sickness, and spiritual death, but we're not redeemed from the curses in the earth, right? Do women still have pain when they're giving birth? I can't testify, but I know they do, right? That's one of the curses. Does man have to go to work, Michael, every day from eight to five? That's a curse, isn't it? From the sweat of your brow, right? We gotta work this thing, man. I mean, God gave Adam a management position and he screwed it up, right? It's labor from now on, right? So there's curses in the earth still. God, you can laugh freely, it's okay. It's a gift of the Spirit. God is not using evil for his purposes. We've got to draw the line. Okay, so, working through the stuff. Despite the decisions we've made, the setbacks we've had, all the terrible things that have happened to us, can God still work through us? Yeah, sure he can. We have to give him substance, however. That's key. We've got to give him substance, right? Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is the substance. Faith is the substance. Faith comes by hearing, Romans 10, 17. If you're in the Word of God daily, your faith in this Word is going to increase because you're hearing it regularly, right? Regularly. We can pray in the Spirit. We can pray in English. We can pray in Vietnamese, whatever your language of choice is. Prayer, okay? Jude 20 talks about building up our faith by praying in the Spirit. We can praise and worship God, especially at home. Sounds weird, Pastor. Well, listen. We're supposed to be worshiping God 24-7. We can't do that realistically, I understand that. But our attitude should be one of thanksgiving and praise. Some people only worship God for 25 minutes once a week in a church. We are the temple of God and we're the ones who are lifting up praise, amen? We're the ones doing it. When it comes to decision-making, follow peace in your heart. Let it be your umpire. Such a good verse. I think it's Colossians 3.15. If you're making a decision in life and your gut is going, eh, eh, don't do that, don't do it. Your gut is telling you something. That is the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. Amen? That knows something that this doesn't. (laughs) This thinks it knows everything, right? The gut knows more because the Spirit of God dwells in you, right? So we listen to our heart. Circumstances can dictate God's will. If you're 5 foot 2 and 125 pounds, American football may not be the path for you. All right? There's some things in the natural can make us turn in a certain direction. Okay, So we pay attention to the gifts and talents that God has given us. What talents do we have? What are you good at? What are you passionate about? We'll get into that. But when it comes to making decisions, Jesus told Kenneth Hagin one time, I'd rather my people were too slow than too fast when they're trying to follow my leading. At least when you're behind me, this is Jesus speaking, 
At least when you're behind me, you can still see me out ahead of you. In other words, don't be that person going ahead of God, making a whole bunch of decisions and then regretting them later. Be on the slower side when it comes to making decisions. Get a witness in your heart. Get a witness through a prophetic word even. If three people have randomly come up to you by the Spirit of God and said, you need to go to college, that's like, I need to pay attention to that because three independent people have told me this. They don't know each other. They don't know me. And so God's given a confirming word of knowledge. Amen? Okay. Patience. Everybody's favorite topic, man. What is patience? How do we define patience? Is it waiting? No, it's not waiting. Otherwise, we'd call it waiting. Patience is waiting well and not getting in the flesh. That's what it is, right? There's many scriptures on patience. Let us run with patience the race that is before us. It's kind of funny, you know, how can you run with patience? Like, oh, I'm running, but I'm very patient while I'm running. No, you need to win, dude. You need to run faster. Yeah, but you need to have patience when you're running because it's a marathon, right? Not a sprint. Many people are good at starting. They're not very good at finishing. We've got some great starters in the church. I'm going to start this, man. God told me. Okay, three weeks later, where are you, bro? I mean, you, God told you, he, he, you're going to start something, man. Oh, well, I wasn't sure. You know, I didn't really feel like that was God. You know, that was just me, right? We've all done that. Sometimes we have a whim. We do something on a whim. But if that thing keeps persisting and you can't get rid of it, that's how you test whether it's God or not. It won't go away. He can nag you, friends. <laughs> he can say, hey, I asked you to do that three months ago, six months ago. Why aren't you doing it? It's never going to go away. Remember that Abraham inherited through faith and patience. It wasn't just faith. It was faith and patience, right? And, and patience is a fruit of the Spirit. But where does patience come from? Check it out. Romans 15.4. It's a very powerful verse. Whatever things were written before were written for our learning that through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might we have hope. Where does patience come from? The scriptures. It says it right there. Patience is coming from the scriptures, guys. Is it not? I know it's a fruit that is working in us as well, okay? Also, it's a work of the spirit as well. Yes, it is. But we can also glean it from the word of God as well, amen? amen. Through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, amen. So, here's the deal. We're all looking around going, look, I'm not sure what God wants me to do. I don't know what he wants me to do, how he wants me to do it, etc. I don't have as much talent as somebody else. That's fair enough. You may not, friend. That's not an excuse to bury your gifts. That's not an excuse to bury your talent. If we look at Matthew 25 and Luke 19, we have the famous parable on faithfulness where Jesus told a story. You probably are familiar with the story. I would ask you to read it tonight. But it's the famous one with the three servants. But notice that he didn't give all of them the same amount, right? He gave different people different amounts, which means that God has given us different talents in this life. Some people have more talent than others, possibly. The scripture infers that. Some people are more talented naturally at certain things than others. We know that as a fact of life. So what happened? Two of them went off. They made some money. One of them buried the talent. He said, you know what? This master, he may be evil. I'm not sure about this guy. I'm just going to bury it. And at least when he comes back, I'll be able to give it to him back. Friend, he was maligned by the Lord. He was scalded for hiding his talent. He said, you could have given it to the bank and made me some interest. You could have at least done that. Friend, how many in this room are burying talents? It's getting personal now. God has given you a talent. Everybody on earth has one talent, I believe. God has given everybody something. 
And it's our job to turn the talent into something that he wants us to do. If it's starting a business, you've been sitting on it for seven years. Oh man, I really want to start that business, but, 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 but this is stopping me. I want to go into ministry full time. I want to go on a missions trip. Okay, whatever it is, you know what the Lord is telling you. Write a book. Someone could write a book here. Okay, whatever it is, the Lord is going, I'm not going to stop jabbing you until you get with a program. Amen. So here's the takeaway. We're going to be judged when we get to heaven on the potential God gave us. We're not going to be judged against somebody else. He's going to say, I gave you these talents because I knew you could do something with them. And that's what he's judging us against. He's not judging us against somebody else. That's what we do. We're all about looking at other people and this and that. And, oh man, those guys are awesome. I'll never be as, be as good as them. Well, you, maybe you're not supposed to be as good as them. Maybe they have more talent to begin with. Okay, right? So we have to find out what the Lord is telling us to do and then do it. Amen? Amen. <laughs> okay. So, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you. That's you, Michael, Melody, Nicole, Elise, John, everybody in this room, whoever it is. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Amen. So, we have to ask ourselves sometimes some questions. What are we passionate about? Everybody has this thing inside of them. They're really passionate about something like, man, I just love doing that. I seem to be quite good at it. Just hold on to that thought, friend. Identify with that, the passionate thing in your life. What would you do if money was no object? We'll pick it up again tomorrow with part three. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who has witnessed God's miraculous power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl covers topics such as geopolitics, current affairs, cults, societal trends, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button.